Long Island. This is Suffolk County Sheriff Errol Toulon Jr., and you're listening to 103.9 LI News Radio. Oh, there you go. Uh, and uh, here he is. He is the great sheriff of Suffolk County. You know him well, Errol Toulon Jr., and uh, always nice to have him on the program, and uh, especially on, uh, on, a, on a day in which we've seen our nation at complete unrest. It's great to have his perspective. Sheriff, great to have you here. Sorry to keep you a couple of minutes there. Thank you very much for having me, Jay. Good morning. It is uh, an absolute pleasure. Uh, you know, I always remember your words, Sheriff Toulon, uh, way back in which, you know, you, you got out into the communities, the outreach and everything else. And, you know, we you and I spoke last time about that communication how vital it is and still is, you know, as far as, you know, finding out thoughts and and everything else regarding the communities uh, out there. And, and I, I was thinking of you uh, knowing that you were coming on, knowing knowing that I wanted you to come on the show and get your perspective and everything. But I still believe that the communication lines are so important and not just to kind of you know, interspersed throughout one's uh, one's lives. It's kind of a continuous approach I think one has to have. Give me your thoughts on that and also what you're seeing right now across our country. Well, you know, first, when I took office, I was in one to two schools per week talking to students about bullying, vaping, opioids, and gangs, and really trying to break down that communication barrier between law enforcement and our youth because there were so many videos that portrayed our law enforcement community in such a negative light. What has occurred uh, now in our nation, uh, we're very fortunate because here in Suffolk and Nassau County, our residents have had peaceful protests. There have been positive interactions with our law enforcement. You know, if you look at the video last night, you really, really have to commend Commissioner Hart and the Suffolk County Police Department in a non-aggressive manner, but still holding the line of, of law and order uh, in Suffolk. So, you know, our Suffolk County Police Department is really doing a fantastic job. But the communication with our residents to really break down, you know, the perception of videos, the social media posts, and and really try to understand what law enforcement goes through. When you look at what, what occurs, let's just say our, our law enforcement community that are, fe- are, are uh, dealing with unrest and riots throughout our country, and those officers have to stand there in riot gear for long periods of time, uh, sometimes dealing with protesters. And they're not really, I shouldn't say the protesters, the antagonizers, because the protesters are men and women that are just want to lawfully protest against something that they believe in. But the antagonizers that are trying to incite the police to uh, maybe do something improper, or get to their emotions, get to the point that they've been standing there for long periods of time, in riot gear. Now, these individuals, George Floyd's death was tragic. It was horrible, and everybody in our law enforcement community, is, it is not what we stand for. It is not why we put our uniforms on, why we wear our badges. We are going out to work with all communities, no matter what the race, color, creed, uh, gender, sexual orientation. But what we saw on that video is probably the most sickening and horrific thing that I've ever seen in, in my 30 years in law enforcement. And so we really need to really not only enhance our communications, but find better ways of communicating, not just with the community leaders. We know who the community leaders are, you know, those that 
have identified positions, but those community leaders that are in, in the forefront, those men and women in the barbershops, in the grocery stores, those people that are in the community centers, our youth, we really need to get to them to make sure that they understand our message and we understand their message. Without question, of course, last night what we saw in the confines of uh, in and around New York and the Bronx, uh, you saw a hit and run with a cop, uh, Sheriff Toulon. Uh, you saw a cop that was beaten uh, by by many in the Bronx. Uh, you have seen the looting going on as of last night at Mesa's Herald Square, broken into a lot of stores broken into with the looting and everything else. You saw in St. Louis and heard with four police officers being shot. Uh, you know, the seventh day of unrest, yet on Long Island, uh, you're so right. Uh, there have been very peaceful protests. Uh, you, you haven't had a lot of the mayhem and everything else that has transpired. Uh, what do you attribute it to? I mean, obviously, you know, the, the policing and everything else, the communication, the key. But is that the overall factors of why we have not seen the vast unrest? Uh, from around the country and even to our neighbors uh, to the West. Uh, what, what's been the biggest difference as far as everything in our neck of the woods? Well, I'm fortunate enough to know uh, Commissioner Hart and Commissioner Ryder very well, and I know how engaged they are with our communities and how much they care uh, and listen to the messages and the, and the different issues that they're confronted with. With Commissioner Shea, unfortunately, he has to answer to the mayor. And so there probably is some politics that are going on. And I work with uh, Commissioner Shea, who was the Deputy Commissioner of Operations in the New York City Police Department when I was the Deputy Commissioner of Operations with the New York City Correction Department. A very, very intelligent man, a very, very dedicated person to our communities and also to the men and women of the, the New York City Police Department. But I personally believe his hands are tied by the mayor of the city of New York. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree with you. I think some of the policies uh, that have been uh, in and around as far as New York City is concerned from that mayor has transferred into some of the the mayhem and destruction that we have seen over over the last. And that's what happens. Well, you know, I kind of put it yesterday and we're talking with uh, the Suffolk County Sheriff, Errol Toulon, Jr. Sheriff, I got to put it yesterday regarding leadership overall. And I'm talking from a nation standpoint right now. And by the way, spilling over even to local, you want, you want to see some local officials really get out there. I've yet to see it. See it. I don't see I want to see more of Lee Zeldin. I want to see more of Peter King, Tom Swazi, right down the line. Haven't seen it. Uh, but. The lack of leadership to me has been very absent. Uh, and I, I've stated over the weekend, you would like to have seen the commander in chief on a Sunday night at eight o'clock make a statement, total condemnation of what has been going on. We haven't seen it. You know, the governor of New York pretty much stating he's with the protesters wasn't definitive enough wasn't demonstrative enough as far as the overall condemnation. I wanted to see more of that. What about leadership and accountability, lack thereof in the last week that has been to me at least a somewhat of a contributor? You go back into the Minnesota and the how it all started. You didn't see it at all from the, the governor. You didn't see it from the district attorney and the charges levied. You haven't seen that. What about the aspect of overall leadership, Sheriff? 
Well, you know, I can't speak to each individual person's, um, and I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes that maybe you and I are not uh, privy to. You know, I, I do know that uh, Congressman Zeldin and my office have been in communications uh, regarding what is needed in our communities to really move forward as far as the, uh, uh, the training that's needed for for police officers. What engagement do we need to um, actually, uh, what issues do we need to engage with, with our communities? You know, regarding other leaders, um, I cannot answer for them. I do think that eventually all of us that are in a leadership role, really, whether it's leading a law enforcement organization or a representative of our community, has to get out into the community and talk about, you know, racism is a very difficult issue to talk about. You know, we're, we're, we're taught not to talk about our financial situations, uh, I should say drugs or, or money, religion, and other issues, but we're not taught to talk about racism. And it's something that, you know, unfortunately, after Mr. Floyd's death and his brother, Terrence Floyd, has come out and said he does not want violence or unrest. He wants peaceful protest. And I think all of us as leaders need to get out and to go and, and speak, speak about uh, these issues that we're confronted with, you know, and, and these biases that people may have and this misunderstanding of, of issues that, that we're confronted with every single day. And if we communicate with each other, I really feel that half of the biases that occur will start to diminish when we can really understand and respect each other's point of view. You're listening to Sheriff Harold Tulon Jr. Uh, Soviet Kenny, you know, Sheriff, and I was thinking about this as well. You know, all, if we haven't learned anything from the pandemic as far as some of our minority communities, uh, they have been hit very hard by COVID. Uh, we know that testing sites were developed a little bit late, in my opinion, into those areas. You know, we, we've talked about even in Nassau County, Hempstead, Freeport, some of the surrounding areas, Elmont as well. Uh, you know, a lot of the individuals have been hit very hard by COVID. Uh, and messaging a little bit late, getting into those areas. You know, it, we have to do, I think, a better job, and you're, you're a great person to kind of accentuate this possibly, and the fact that you know, we've got to learn a little bit here. You know, in the last uh, in the last two and a half months, you know, we have figured that we're not getting enough messaging uh, to the point into those areas where we got to do a better job. And that's where the overall word of communication comes into play here. And I think it transfers a little bit of itself as far as community involvement and all that's been going through around the country over the number of number of decades regarding police brutality and racism and everything else so you know to me a, a big lesson hopefully was learned from COVID-19 and we need to kind of take some of those lessons into what we're all going through now in the last eight days or so do you agree with that I, I agree 100 percent and if you think about with, with us dealing with, with COVID-19 right now you have people out of work uh you know people who are suffering from various illnesses, kids that would normally be in school or not in school. And so now you have people with idle, they're idle with their time. And this, this tragic incident occurs in uh, Minneapolis. And now all of a sudden it's a perfect storm for more people to be available to come out and protest their, they're upset because they've been uh, quarantined in their homes. They may have lost their businesses. They're uh, fighting to get unemployment right now. There's a serious, uh, problem with our healthcare system 
and now this happens. And so now it's just a culmination. And if you think about George Floyd, right before that, you had a bird watcher in Central Park where the, the woman on, on video actually says, I'm going to call the police and say that, a, a, you know, an African-American or black man is threatening me, which is totally untrue. You see Ahmaud Arbery in, in Georgia being chased down and shot. And so those three incidents that are very close together, and then you have the coronavirus that's attacking us globally, and now George Floyd's tragic death was like a perfect storm where all these protests are going to happen. Without question, good points. Uh, you know, a lot of people forget about the incident when happened to Christian Cooper over there uh, in Central Park. Uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, the prelude as far as the Floyd stuff and everything else. That's an excellent point. I'll ask you this in summation, uh, Sheriff, you know, what do you foresee uh, in the in the next uh, couple of days? Uh, do you, do we see kind of a weaning off? Do we see a more intensification uh, what do we have to do as far as uh, more enforcement is concerned? Accountability, we saw New York uh, hellish situations last night in the Bronx and Manhattan. What do you foresee in the next couple of days? Where are we at right now? Uh, a more of an approach as far as enforcement is concerned? Where do you see it right now? You got all facets of enforcement uh, in and around the the area of New York City and beyond, what do you see as far as the next couple? Well, I think if the other three officers that were involved with um, Mr. Floyd's death are uh, arrested, you probably will see a diminished uh, diminished amount of protests until actually they start to go to court and then the trial, and then you may see some more protests throughout throughout our nation. I, I do feel that our law enforcement community and our, our, our elected officials will hopefully start to engage with all communities, you know, especially communities of color, to find out what are the issues and the fears that they're confronted with and really try to work together. And, and more importantly, we have to respect each other. You know, these men and women that are putting on a uniform and a badge every single day are not going out to harm people. 99.9% of the men and women that wear these uniforms are great people that are really just trying to do their jobs to the best of their ability under stressful situations whether personal or professional. And so I think we all need to come together to try and understand what our law enforcement community are going through, what our residents are going through, and really try to work together to make this a better, make it a better place. I agree. And one last thing, you know, you look at what's happening in that state of Minnesota, Sheriff Toulon, they have a pattern there, unfortunately, of of some tough decisions by enforcement. You go back to the Philandro Castillo days four or five years ago, the individual who was shot in his car next to his girlfriend on a traffic stop, tough one with Muhammad Noor, he, the police officer, sitting on the passenger side of that police car when a white woman came out for help, noting a burglary was taking place. She shot inadvertently. You know, there's just some tough things going on. What about overall reform as far as those communities are concerned? Enforcement itself I'm talking about there. Why haven't we seen kind of a, a, strip, a strip down? An analysis, and listen, I've said this, for every one Derek Chauvin out there, there are 200 good ones, you know, without question. But what about particular areas we've seen in Minnesota over the decades of this going on? These are patterns that really, you know, you'd like to see maybe overall reforms taking place. You know, I agree with you 110%. And, and the biggest thing is that each, 
each municipality, each law enforcement agency, each each state really needs to take a hard look at what is going on. What are the best practices? What are the things that, you know, where, you know, we start with those tragic situations, but Chauvin had 18 other complaints against him. And so just like the broken windows theory in New York City years ago, where if you stop the, uh, the squeegee washer from uh, doing those things, you won't have the bigger crimes. Then once those law enforcement, once you start to see a pattern, either there's retraining, there's suspension, or there's termination of an employee so that it never gets to the point where there's a loss of life. No question, Sheriff uh, Errol Toulon, Jr. Sheriff, listen, always a pleasure to have you, especially on a day of today where, you know, you look at both counties and we're doing something right. You know, that's uh, that's been the formula, and it will continue, we hope. And uh, you stay well and you stay safe, and thanks for protecting all of us. Thank you very much, Jay. You have a great day.